The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the 12th Man Rising Podcast, part of the Fan-Sided Podcast Network. Here's your hosts, Lee Vowell and Todd Vandenberg. I've actually been to Holland, which is a nice little town. Hmm. And they, they, they do their best to recreate Holland, kind of. Lots of, lots of tulips. Lots of tulips. tulips. Not enough tulips. prostitutes, but lots of tulips. <laughs> Yeah, there's uh, <laughs> got to be tulips. There's got to be prostitutes. Welcome to the Naked you know Happy Hour Show. We're, we're just going to talk about hookers and <laughs> hookers and beer, uh, not Hendon hooker. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, did you? Um, I didn't watch it. So no. last night we were by we, I mean Hendon Hooker and I, because clearly he didn't play us drinking until he drinking got heavily. Yeah. Um, no, no, no. I, I don't work for the Titans, so I'm not drinking with the co-workers. You, you, you so dropped off just now. I dropped off? I don't think so. Yeah. Can no, you, you didn't me? drop off, but I whatever you were saying. Yeah, now I'm getting the poor internet connection notice. Yeah. Of course. Yeah, you sound, because you sound why fine. Would, why would the internet connection you know, stay viable for more than seven minutes? Because it's uh, owned by the Titans. That's what I was saying. I was you're asking Could about be. you're talking about drinking, Could. and I said I only drink. I don't work for the Titans, so therefore I don't drink. <laughs> well played, sir. Well so, played. Uh, no, yeah. So I didn't. We watched. Uh, we watched. We went to see Sound of Music at the Oak Ridge Playhouse, the longest running community theater in the southeast. Um, it was pretty good. Sound of Music. Uh. That uh, that do re mi song that's a toe tapper. I, I don't know if you've ever heard of Sound of Music. <laughs> you can really, no, you can really tap your feet. Tell, yeah. tell, tell me about it. Uh, well, I, I was kind of confused <laughs> by the huge swastika flag at the end, but um, I'm not even joking. Like that was the uh, everybody knows what Sound of Music is. Maybe you haven't <laughs> seen it, but I'm sure people have heard of it. But yeah, the end of it said this back. The whole backdrop was just the swastika flag, and I was thinking, oh, that's that's the Mel Brooks version of the Sound of Music. <laughs> yeah, springtime was... for Maria. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Why has every musical got a Maria in it? I, and I was thinking that when I was watching Sound it's of very, Music. Got... It's a very fluid name. It sounds like music. Maria. Maria. I, mean, I kept waiting for that song, actually, and then I realized uh, it's not in this musical. That's actually in the other musical. It's probably so, five musicals when you get down to it. What's the musical I'm thinking of? I can't think of it. West Steven Side Spielberg? Story. Yeah, West Side Story. Romeo and Juliet. 
Yes, Romeo, basically Romeo and Juliet. And please, not the Steven Spielberg version. Oh my God! I actually didn't see it, but the, the I guess they won an Academy. The one lady won an Academy Award, right? That one lady should have won the Academy Award, and I apologize for not recalling her name. She's excellent, yeah. but mm, you know, it's it's not the actors, although Ansel Egort or whatever the hell his name is, he was just like miscast. As, as, the white boy, as the white boy, he was miscast. <laughs> it's like just it just didn't work. But it's here, here's the thing. I have complained about this numerous times, and and I've talked. I don't think on this show, but you called Stephen himself, right? Yeah, I called. I did, and he hung up on me. I thought it was rather rude. Okay, so obviously, uh, for those who know the story, and if you don't, it's about. Uh, oh, let me let me interrupt for just a second. This is bi week talk. The Seahawks are on a bi week. This is Twelfth <laughs> Man Rising podcast. We will talk at some point. We'll talk Seahawks, but probably should have said that at the beginning. Talk about so what let's talk about a movie that's a year old. Anyway, <laughs> well, we're talking um, about what we did this weekend when there's no game. We game we have to watch. I mean, you know who has you know who has no game? Steven Spielberg. And here's why he has no game because there are Anglo's and there are Puerto Ricans. In West Side Story, and when the people whose native language is Spanish are speaking, they speak in Spanish. Perfect, beautiful. You know, instead of like, oh, let's just Afrikaner or something. Yeah, let's let's just change it to something so the 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 vast um, a vast uh, percentage of the audience, which is Americans who don't know any language other than their own, and most of the time don't know that that well, will understand it. So it's just in Spanish. Perfect. Guess who doesn't put subtitles on it so you don't know what they're saying? His explanation is that he felt it would be a disservice to them to, you know, like label it as like, oh, well, it's like I don't want to like belittle the language. It's like, yes, but you are a moron because now I don't know what they're saying. So now you might as well just put up, you know what they're going to show on with how they're going to caption it? They're going to caption it speaking Spanish. And mm-hmm. if they're not very uh, – Let's say if they're 50-ish, as in the 50s, not 50 years old, they'll put speaking gibberish. Because basically, <laughs> if you don't know Spanish, seriously. What, oh, I, I got you. I got you. I, I've literally seen that, and I'm sure you have too. In when they caption movies, older movies, and a lot of times, you know, they're speaking another language, and it was like speaking gibberish. I've literally seen <laughs> multiple times. They're not speaking gibberish; they're speaking another language. Usually, they say speaking. They could be speaking gibberish in the other language because we don't know what they're saying. And that's the point. There's so much dialogue that's in Spanish, and Steven Spielberg, in his profound wisdom – thank you for the War of the Worlds, idiot, 1941, idiot. I mean, come on. You know, this, he's made some fantastic – 1941 things. was made in 1941. I mean, it feels like it's been that long ago. Yeah. That Wasn't that just after Jaws? So shortly after. He's made some – horrible freaking movies too West Side Story is a horrible movie because he reduces every character who speaks Spanish to just a caricature because you have no idea what they're saying unless you speak Spanish so he renders all of their heartfelt dialogue to nothing you just see their mouths move you can tell they're upset you can tell they're happy whatever by their facial expression you have no clue what they're saying because in my mind he's saying it doesn't matter what they're saying does it that is the worst freaking decision he has made in his life, including directing 1941. Speaking of 
Peanuts. Including putting uh, Kate Capshaw in his movies. Ugh, Peanuts uh, cartoons. Yes. Have, you, have you seen the one uh, – because of the adults, the womp, womp, womp. Have you seen the uh, have you seen the ACD the Back in Black that somebody made into a Peanuts? It's like <laughs> two minutes long. You can tweet I have it. Not. I have not. Yeah, it's actually when it started, I was because it's them, you know, playing. I mean, whoever did it took some time to do it, and I was thinking, how are they going to do the voice? And then you watch how they do it, and I was like, that that actually seems like they're playing Back in Black. Honestly, I mean, it's <laughs> like I said, it's That's only like cool. two minutes long, but it's. Um, two minutes long, you know, it's about how long Jamal Adams plays every year. So, uh, see, throw some Seahawks stuff. Speaking of the Seahawks, there you go. You got to work it in every once in a while, right? But, That's what uh, she said. Yeah. Well, you brought up Hendon Hooker, the quarterback of the University of Tennessee, because yes. I don't think that Seattle needs to be looking for a quarterback. I know a lot of people out there, oh, they need to draft the quarterback of the future. Well, you know, not that old, and as well as he's playing, he could right. play at that level for two or three or four more years. Who knows? Um, exactly. Or he couldn't. Heck, Aaron Rodgers, you know, was like, oh, Aaron Rodgers. Like, did you say, well, you're about yes. to write an article about it. So I'm, I'm writing we'll, about that. We'll, we won't spend a whole lot of time on this per se, but we've everybody has seen the Colin Cowherd. I think sometimes yeah. he just says stuff to get a reaction, which is fine. That's, that's exactly that's what, what I wrote. Exactly what I wrote. But here's the thing. It's like we don't write stuff to get a reaction. We write stuff. No, because then it's clickbait. People look at it. But it, we, none of us have ever written clickbait, even though we've been uh, accused of Nothing. that. Nothing. <laughs> but, you know, Colin Cowherd and, and several other of these talking heads, that's virtually all they do. David they Byrne. Spew. <laughs> the king of the talking. You know, why doesn't he have a – I mean, he probably does have a podcast. I should oh, say. Surely right he now. does, yeah. Surely he does. God, I hope he does. Now I have to find out. But Colin Cowherd – often says the most outrageous crap and uh, as i wrote either either he's a, a fool or a fraud i mean it, because either he's just saying crap he's a fraud of a fool a fraud of a fool no he's not a fraud of a fool if he's a fool he's an absolute true 100 percent fool or he actually no. thinks this garbage and he literally said this is my best take ever like seriously <laughs> aaron the Seahawks taking Aaron Rodgers next year is your best take ever, your best idea ever. Tell me, and, and so many people when they were talking about trades and all this other stuff that we saw from so many reputable sites. Not we have a reputable site. It's just Lee and I are not particularly reputable people, but you would see all these ideas, trade ideas, and they're awesome ideas, and they're always focused on what the other team gets. It's never about what. Why Seattle would do it? Very rarely would you see that. And and this is what Cowherd is like. Is like, oh yeah, he'd be a great fit for the Seahawks, and that's all he says about it. He didn't really say why, and he <laughs> never addresses why the Seahawks would want to take on what is this salary? Well, to me, it's not even the salary. I mean, salary is bad enough, and and but he's he's potentially a great quarterback still, although he hasn't really looked like it this year. And at least no, he took some ownership of the loss on Thursday, this past Thursday. Yeah. I just don't want his personality on exactly. I, for me, a huge part of it is the salary cap. Is like, I'm, I'm sorry. Why did, why does Colin Cowherd think Seattle moved on from Russell Wilson because he was a bad quarterback? To get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. Or because they didn't want to pay 
a up to a quarter of a billion dollars is what was what the Broncos signed up for because they were so tell me why they would get a guy how, how much older is Aaron Rodgers six years older I think so I know the Gino's what 33 so Aaron's no, gotta I mean, be third six yeah, years I mean, older than Russell yeah and then Russell oh yeah yeah so I think you know, I think they, Gino and Russell are the same age so Maybe they get rid of this. so they get rid of Russ so they're going to take on a quarterback who's six years older, who has an even more expensive contract, who is not as good in the locker room as Russ, and Russ had issues in the locker room, as we all know. Not knocking Russ, but that's an observable fact. You know, and how does this benefit the Seahawks when they have a quarterback who is better at than Aaron Rodgers this season in virtually every measurable, other than touchdowns Rodgers is a little ahead in touchdowns but he's almost 10 percent I think it's eight percent behind in completion percentage he's like 10 12 15 points behind in passer rating he's miles behind him in camaraderie and team building like tell me tell me the last time Geno Smith publicly called out a wide receiver for dropping a pass oh yeah you can't because he doesn't right right there's no reason in hell for the Seahawks to take on Aaron Rodgers. Some other team, yeah, he might be a good fit for some other team. There are plenty of teams who are desperate for a quarterback. That's not the Seahawks. We thought it was going to be move coming into this season, right? Pretty much everyone thought that, except for the Seahawks and Geno Smith. But yeah, Aaron you know. Rodgers has 19 touchdown passes and 376 pass attempts, and Geno has 17 touchdown passes and 316. So. 60 fewer attempts. If he throws 60 more times, I'm pretty sure he gets two to two more touchdowns. Pretty sure. At least. You know, Geno Smith, you look at their track record, of course Aaron Rodgers is a better quarterback. But, you know, we can't judge a quarterback based on what he did when he was 25. You know, we're not talking about, it's like, oh, we're not talking about Hall of Fame statistics. Aaron Rodgers is first-run Hall of Famer, of course. But then add in the stuff about who he is as a person. Do you really want a guy who lied about his vaccination status? Yeah, I don't want the rookies to learn from that guy. <sighs> on you know, um, how to be a exposed his team, exposed everyone on his team potentially to COVID because he didn't want to do the right thing and lied about it. And he's such a big star. The NFL aided and abetted him in that. Do you? That's the guy you want. There's no way in hell you want that. No team, honestly, should want him because of that crap. There's no way in hell the Seahawks want him. Uh, Geno Smith continues to play like he is, and no reason to think he won't. It's been 10 games. Why would he suddenly revert? He's not going to. Yeah, he hasn't been he's, perfect. He's I mean, going to get a fumble he had was no. shouldn't have yeah. happened, but overall. The pick six, he didn't see the fumble shouldn't have happened. But what does he do? He turns right around. He drops it. He erases it from his mind. And he busts his ass and puts him back into position to either win or at least get close. He's, yeah. Every time he's done that. He's the okay, if, if, of if, the Seahawks, <laughs> if the Seahawks break the bank for him, it's still going to be less than half of what they pay Rodgers. And they're going to so, get a better quarterback and they're going to get a vastly better teammate. So this whole that's the key for that for this team. That's the key. Exactly. And so this whole conceit is like, oh, Aaron Rodgers is a great fit for the Seahawks. Are you, are you drunk, <laughs> Colin Coward? Are you just stupid or are you just looking for clicks? No matter what, 
that's like one of the worst possible things ever. That's why it's like I literally wrote in the article, which will come out probably tomorrow. Like I'm not linking to what he said because I don't want anyone to like feed his ego and his wallet because it's outrageous and it's stupid. Absolutely. It, it, I'm, honestly, I'm upset about it because it's so freaking stupid. Does anybody stupid, yeah. take this moron seriously? I am. Um, we should so just to make sure we're we're correct. So Russell, there's looks like there's five years, almost exactly five years. Um, Wilson, Russell Wilson is about to turn 34. He was born mm-hmm. on November 29th, and Aaron Rodgers is about to turn 39. He was born on December 2nd. Um, and Gino actually just turned 32. So there's basically two years. So I was thinking he was 32. Yeah. So and and he's a light 32 because he hasn't taken a beating yeah. over the last 10 years. Exactly. Well, mentally he has, but he sure as hell held up from that. As he said, famously, he ain't roll back. Oh, uh, mentally uh, doesn't mean – in this country it doesn't mean anything. We don't care about <laughs> mental health. It's all about clearly, the body. Clearly. But, yeah, there's there's no way in hell they're going to move on that they shipped away a quarterback to bring back one who's even more expensive, who's a worse teammate, who's five years older. Like, why would they do that? Yeah. Especially when they have one older, who's younger. Seven years older than Gino. Well, he's five years older than the guy they got rid of. No, seven I know, but, I mean, why would you Gino? replace? Why would right, you exactly. Bring... Even younger. Gino's having a better year, and Gino is a vastly better teammate. We've talked – how many times have we talked about how this team is busting their ass for Gino? Because they love him, because he loves the team. He is all about that team, and rightly so, because they're the team. They're the team who believed in him. It's like, how many times have we seen the Seahawks take someone like from the discard pile, right? And a lot of times it doesn't work out. We know that, and then sometimes we we write about it or we talk about it. And it's like, man, why did they get this guy? Because sometimes Geno Smith happens. That's why. That's why they do it. Did you know that Geno Smith is a third as well? His name is Eugene Cyril Smith the third. So there's Ken Walker the third. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of thirds. It's like we've hit on something, something Illuminati like. <laughs> yeah, and Russell Russell Wilson's numbers this year, so far through eight games because he missed the wand, seven touch seven touchdown passes in eight games, and five picks. Um, and 270 pass attempts. His completion yeah. percentage is 57.4. I mean, it's just he's going to be better next year because he's always been yes. better until this year. But we don't care about next year. They can run the gamut for all they can. Yeah. As long as they don't beat the Seahawks in the Super Bowl, don't care. Exactly. Exactly. And I, you know, and personally, and you've said it, we've said it every week when Russ comes up. It's like, I would be fine with Russ winning the MVP of the league. As long as the Broncos are lose like 11, 12 games. I don't know how you do it, but it's like, go for it, buddy. It's like, I'm happy if Russ is successful. Just not this year because we want the Broncos to have a crappy season because we get a better draft pick. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he'll be better, but I don't know if you saw the article. I didn't read it. I saw the headline. Cause the, one, the one you wrote? Well, I like. Uh, I mean, I would read it because I edited it, but it's just funny for, if you were to say, did you see the article? I didn't read it. I, I just was right. <laughs> No idea it. what it says. <laughs> that, believe me, that happens so. As you know, that happens so often for me. Uh, kind of like the that, one, uh, the time. Sorry to interrupt. So it was like the time I wrote something earlier this year where it was like old <laughs> predictions for week three, and I kept. I posted it, 
several days went by and I realized actually it's week four. And I was like, wow. I was like, <laughs> well, yeah, we, I mean, we do that stuff all the time. Right? I mean, we're, I guess we're professionals. We get paid to do what yeah, we do, but well, it doesn't mean we're any we, we get paid. So by definition, <laughs> by definition, we are professionals. Exactly. It doesn't mean we deserve to get paid. Uh, there, there's an article out that uh, Russell, apparently, at least a few times, he has used Seahawks terminology. Yeah, I wrote an article uh, in the game. I wrote an article about that yesterday, actually. Um, well, there you go. I mean, I didn't, I didn't break. Actually, what my so this guy named Pol- Columbus, I think. His first name's Chris. Christopher mm. or Christopher? It would be no. Chris. Chris. Uh, Christopher Columbus. Let me look up what I wrote. No, but anyway, though, there's a lot of. <laughs> There's a lot of um, <laughs> stuff. A lot of people have. Oh, or he says that um, Russ has gone insane or something. I, I think he literally says that. But oh my God. The, the thing is uh, losing his mind. That's what he said, which basically means insane, right? Yes. Unless I'm. I mean, that's kind of weird if somebody were to get upset over me. Oh, that doesn't mean insane. It just means he's losing his mind. I, I don't know. It means the same thing to me. Really? He misplaced it, and he'll find it later. Tyler Columbus. He's gone, he's uh, gone full on Herschel Walker, apparently. Yeah. So here's the thing with Tyler Columbus, former football player. He did play for the Seahawks and the Broncos. So I was like, well, who, who is this guy? I mean, I've never heard of this guy. Um, he played for the Seahawks. Lineman. What's that? I was going to guess offensive lineman. Yeah, that's exactly what he was. He was an offensive yeah, lineman. But he played for the Seahawks in 2010-2011. So what's that mean? He never played with Russ. Okay. Right. So um, And he also is a co-host of a show in Denver, a radio show in Denver, on 92.5 Altitude Sports Radio. So maybe, maybe Wilson is calling audibles that are Seahawks audibles. And the, and the the claim is that no, the other Denver play, players don't know what he's saying because he's calling Seattle audibles. Right, which would so, make sense if that's happening. How, if, how would they know? If it's happening. And so here was my and, – and because we – you know, anybody listening to this, oh, you guys just – like we post articles and, on Facebook. Oh, you guys need to stop talking about Russ. That's the last year. Don't beat him up. As we say all the time, nothing against Russell Wilson. Exactly. I need him to lose every game this year for the Seahawks to have a better draft pick. That's exactly. the only thing that comes into play. But this guy, this Tyler Columbus, has a little bit more stake in the game because he has a radio show in Denver. Right. And he's he's really a professional. We do podcasts for him. We get paid tenants, right. right? But it's it's like we do it for fun. Yeah. But he's he's kind of like Colin Cowherd. Not your fun. It's our fun. Right. Clearly. Right, exactly. Yeah. Cause, well, I mean, it's mine because I'm the only one listening to it. But, I mean, he's kind of like Colin Cowherd, that, that he's saying stuff yeah. because, oh, it gets his name out there. It gets the show's name out there. It brings more listeners and blah, blah, blah. Sure. So maybe maybe Russ is doing it, or maybe he's just doing it at the line of scrimmage. He's not – because we don't know. Quarterbacks that go to the, the off line at the time, they'll call an audible. It doesn't mean they're changing in the play. They could just be calling it because the defense is like, oh, they're, they're – okay, they're changing it up. We need to – it doesn't mean they're changing the play. They do it all the time. Exactly. I mean, Peyton Manning did it literally <laughs> every play, but it <laughs> yes. didn't mean he was actually changing the play. He did it because, <gasps> oh, okay, we're lined up this way. Peyton if I Manning say something, just wanted steak. He just wanted steak. We all know. Yeah, that's he all just wanted steak in Omaha. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, Peyton Manning. Most quarterbacks are smart enough. Okay. Yes. 
they know what we're going to be lined up. They've watched film all week. They know how we're lined up. If we line up a certain way, they can pretty much assume we're going to run a certain play. So if I go to the line of scrimmage and I sound like I'm audibling, mm-hmm. oh, and you see it all the time. Defenses are changing when a quarterback starts to audible. Okay, oh, so we're moving around. It doesn't mean the play is changing. Right. It could mean anything. So maybe I I just have a hard time Russell Will, thinking Russell Wilson is so overwhelmed I do too. that he's calling Seattle. Oh, I, I guess I'll call Seattle. But I don't believe that. I'm sorry. I just don't believe that. It doesn't make any sense. I, it, it doesn't. I'm just I'm scanning your article, I'm not reading it because it's rather dry and boring. But <laughs> no, I just like that means it's my best one yeah. ever. Those are <laughs> just compliments. Like Colin Coward. Just like Colin Coward. <laughs> it's not no, horse I shit. To- I it's totally actually just dry and, and boring. Woo. Horse apples. It's great. I rework my contract apples. right now. That's right. <laughs> I totally agree. I, I find it hard. And that's why I didn't look at the article that I had seen a couple days ago that, you know, it's like, nah, I can't. I don't see how that's happening. It just doesn't make sense. It's like, what is one of Russ's best assets as a quarterback? Not being sarcastic or anything like that, although I usually am. It's his intelligence, right? Which is often the best asset for any quarterback. He's an exceptionally smart guy, and he's an exceptionally smart football guy. I mean, does he always make the best choices? No, he doesn't. As we have said, it's like, I need five yards. Let me throw 40. Mm, Russ, why are you doing that? Yeah. But... And we know he's sorry to jump jump in, but we always know he's well prepared too. He prepares yes. all the time. So this would how also go into preparation. How often did we read about him? How often did we read about Russ going over film, coming out with a book, sharing the book? Russ did this every time we wrote on, about it. on his own. <laughs> and Russ did it every week. He would come out. And he would prepare his own. He would do his own game prep and share it with with the line and the running oh, backs. He'd, he'd send books to Phil Jackson for fun. No. <laughs> But, yeah, Russ is, has an exceptional football mind. I mean, he's a smart guy, period. Yeah, he's a smart but guy. But Russ knows what the hell he's doing. That's why I, that's why I didn't look at the article because I – not yours, but the other – the original or the first one I saw because it's like, yeah, I don't buy that. I, I, and if he is, if somehow he is, like you said, it's just chatter because he'll know and you would hope that his teammates would know. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Hey, I get to ignore this. I yeah. mean, to me, that in itself is smart. Because if he throws out Seahawks terminology, they're going to think, hmm, that, is, that doesn't apply to me. Yeah, I can exactly. just and, and if let it, that slide. And if it actually happens, it happens. How many yeah. times in the game would that happen? Once. Because otherwise, yeah. you get to the sidelines and we're like, we don't know. I mean, that gets yes. thrown out. This isn't. This is not high school football. This is no. the NFL. No. And that, that's... Gets thrown well, out quickly. Eh, for Nathaniel Hackett, I think it's kind of like high school. No, I mean the players telling Russ. <laughs> but for the, the players, coach, yeah. He has no clue. I mean, it's just like whatever. You know, and and let me apologize for saying that to, for, to all high school coaches for saying Nathaniel Hackett is like at high school coach level because clearly Jeff Saturday was and he won. So. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. 
you know, there did you, you see go. the did you see the meme that somebody posted on tweet, Twitter? I had Josh McDaniel's photo. Is, this, is Twitter still it, up? Unfortunately, <laughs> for some. What time? What, what time is it? <laughs> exactly. Well, <laughs> somebody posted a meme of Josh McDaniel's, and they said underneath it said so the NFL should um, have a game where they pick some player or some guy off the couch each week to see if he can beat Josh McDaniels too. I did not see that, but accurate. Yeah. Josh McDaniels needs to, I mean, I'm, I'm torn today. I, I want the Broncos to lose again for the draft pick, not because of right. Russell Wilson. They need to lose every game the rest of the year. And then they'd be, you know, I, I'll get into that in just a second, but, but well, how, I, I just how's dislike this? How's the Raiders. They, they tie? The Raiders win. <laughs> The Raiders win on a tie would be good. The Raiders win on a pick six. Yes. So Josh McDaniels has nothing to do with it and still gets fired because those are the only points they score in the game. Yeah. 14, would, 13, two defensive touchdowns. I would take that. There you go. So, That'd be perfect. So currently yeah. I, I looked it up. Currently the draft order is Seattle would be, would have the eighth pick overall, right? <laughs> this minute right now. But I posted that yesterday for some, I can't remember why, but I posted it on Twitter, unfortunately. And Elon Musk said, hey, but no, I'm just kidding. Um, call you in to check your code. I bet he did. Yeah, yeah, he's like, hey, we're going to have to lay you off, too. Oh, no, we're going to bring you back. Oh, you're quitting. That's fine. So, Wait a um, minute. You can't get into the building. Don't work remote. What? That's right. That's right. <laughs> what a genius. That's right. Anyway, yes. You're not Matt Ryan. <laughs> so, um. I have no idea where I was going with any of this. <laughs> but anyway, oh, I tweeted it out yesterday as far as the draft order. And I said, yeah, let's currently, you know, I always, and I, I don't know crap. I have to, I don't, I, I just can't randomly say, oh, you know, I think the Seahawks are going to pick eight. I, I don't have time or the intelligence to look up what the actual draft order. So I go to sites. I'm like, oh, where is it? What is the draft order? Just Google current yeah. NFL draft order. Okay, number eight. So I, I tweeted that out or whatever. And somebody was like, no, oh, I think they're number seven. And I was like, well, here's I said, I'm not arguing. And this is one of our people who interacts with us a lot, who I who I like Ninja, who I like because he has. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's on. Great. But um, yeah, I um, I uh, or maybe it's she. I shouldn't assume. But um, anyway, they were like, that's number seven. Here's the NFL link. And the NFL link was like October 31st. I said, actually, I think that's October 31st. And they sent another one back from just a few days ago, which was NFL.com. It showed him number seven. And I finally was like, look, I'm not arguing with you. I'm just citing sources. Most right. importantly, there are seven games left in the season, and none of this exactly. is relevant like, by the end of the year. <clears throat> exactly. Exactly. It's like it, it might wind up that way, but like, this is, like you said, this is a little over midseason. And there is no such thing as midseason because of 17 games. Thank you again, NFL. <laughs> and I can't say that often enough because it is so outrageously stupid. But, yeah, it's like, does it matter whether they're seventh or eighth, you know, at this point in the season? No, it doesn't matter. It's mm -hmm. like if, if it was first or 32nd, okay, then there's something that's like, wow, this is going to be fantastic. It can't possibly be too bad or, oh, wow. We kind of got hosed because yeah, we you got know, two twentieth picks. <laughs> yeah, which still wouldn't be too bad, honestly, right? But yeah, whether it's seventh or eighth doesn't really matter. It's like, and I totally get why that person would say, "Hey, actually, right now," because, and like you said, it's like everything I've read from 
he, she, they, one, whatever, is is well informed, is smartly done, and I'm just talking about on Twitter, which probably will yeah. be gone by like four o'clock. Uh, but <laughs> one can hope. Yeah, one can hope. Unless it becomes, but, oh, we're part of Truth Social now. It's like, oh god. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! But it's not. Todd's got a new roommate. No. He's got actually got extra roommates when he moves to Canada. If that happens. <laughs> Yeah, we'll talk about that post show. Hi, hi, Ted. Um, but it's uh, Ted's moving to Canada with you. Let's feel feel wronged. No, Ted. Ted's, Ted's got a family. <laughs> He's got a new family now. Um, God, this That's, is the one time I hope Ted is not listening. Anyway. Yeah, I'm glad people can't I see us because they're like, well, "Wait, is Todd a colonizer? What's happening right now?" Colonizer. Speaking of, have you seen Wakanda Forever yet? Uh, no, I was gonna. We're going to see it today at two thirty. I think. Good man. Good man. Yes, you will enjoy it. Surprisingly, there are still plenty of light moments in the film because it's a Marvel movie. But I, I, a lot of it, man, is gut wrenching. And I'm moving on from the Seahawks for a moment just because it's such a good movie. Uh, to me, it's as good as it possibly could be under the circumstances. I mean, I was talking with a roommate last night, and just because. I hadn't seen it, but he had read an article about what Coogler's uh, storyline was originally vastly different from from what we get. Namor was in it, but that's the only about the only thing that was the same. So absolutely changed everything. Yeah, but it's it's a really moving tribute. Well, I'm, I'll to, say this: uh, if when Chadwick I go to Boseman. see it, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, he was he was man. That's just sad. I mean, honestly, young. Yeah. I mean, anyway. But uh, yeah. I was gonna jokingly say, if this if this movie's not the heart and soul of this movie that it surrounds the Martin Freeman character, then uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be disappointed. Actually, I like Mark, Martin Freeman a lot. He does play an important role in in the film. He does, and there are some comedic moments that play off him, which is extremely well done. Um, but it, it's such a it's such a good – and it's, the odd thing about this movie to me is it really – this movie brought home to me how important Chad Bozeman was to the first film, even more than when I was watching it because it's like there's this there's this void. And, and they, of course they address it. They, you know, it's part of what the movie is about. Of course it is, you know, but it's like, man, you just – you feel it so much. It's 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 just amazing when you think when you look at that and you think wow this guy really was such a presence. The so. characters are, were great in the first one. It's to me Michael B. Yeah. Jordan was so, and can't be in this anymore moving forward I'm assuming, but he was yeah. so phenomenal in the first yes. one as well that it's yes. like you have neither of those. Not, I'm just I'm kind of yeah. I'm I'm I've, I trust your opinion obviously so I, I assume it's going to be good. I'm just it's, I'm kind of leaving it open. I, I haven't looked too much into like what exactly is the plot because I want to let it happen mm-hmm. to me. If that yeah, makes exactly. Sense. There are there are character arcs which Marvel does a good job of, and Ryan Coogler. I mean, look at some of his other films. He's like does an amazing job of that, right? I mean, Creed, Jesus. But uh, there are it's some not, things it's that not happen. It's not M Night Shyamalan's Wakanda Forever. Basically, is what you're saying. <laughs> it is not. It is not the happening in Africa. <laughs> no, it is not. Jesus. Where's the Mark Wahlberg character? He lived. Ooh, yeah. Um, there are some surprises in this film, but some character arcs that I thought wouldn't work, just from rumors of what you read about, totally work because 
he figured out ways for them to work. I'll okay. just say that. Yeah. How many? Uh, how many? Posts? minutes. How many credit scenes? Just, are there? just one. There's a one mid credit scene. So after you see the mid credit scene, you can walk on out of the theater and skip the last 87 <laughs> minutes of the. For the special <laughs> we usually kind uh, of yeah, hang out till the end anyway, just kind of almost as a, as a. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like my daughter, my daughter Katie, not your not your daughter Alex, who's not my son Alex. Uh, she says like she always likes to stay to the very end, even before the Marvel movies, just because you see all these weird ass names in the credits, yeah, like exactly. of these seven thousand people who work for the special effects. But it's <laughs> it's it's you know it's honoring. Wahiti has to be in there somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, it's a really really good film. I don't like it as much as the first. Uh, it, to me, there was no way it was going to be as good as the first, but it's as good as it possibly could have been given the circumstances. I can't imagine how it could have been handled better, honestly. Cool. And and there's a side, if there's any silver cloud. It bombed at the box silver office. Cloud, <laughs> silver cloud. If there's, any, if there's any slight benefit to losing Chadwick Boseman in this, just in the context of this film – this, the people who are in the background now come forward, and so you get more development for those characters, and that that's really a, a good thing. Is there Did a anybody Godzilla want in that? It? No, no, that would have made it better. You're right, son of a bitch. Okay, now it's only a three star. Three one. things would have made it better: Jack Black somewhere, um, <laughs> Godzilla. Jack Black as Jack Black as Martin Freeman's dad. Jack Black is just whatever he wants to do in there. Uh, Godzilla. As Godzilla. Yeah. yeah, and well, uh, Matthew Matthew Barry's character Matthew Barry being a vampire somewhere in there. <laughs> Jack Black is King Koopa in Wakanda Forever. Yeah, but yeah, everything is so well done, really, really well done. Yeah, I'm looking very forward poignant, to it. Very poignant moments. I mean, obviously, there's there were funeral scenes. That's hardly a spoiler, but if they are so hard to watch, because you know those actors are grieving for. For Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. How long is it? Uh, about twenty-eight hours. No, oh, it is. I don't remember. It's a war film. Yeah, I think it's about two and a half hours, and just like the first one, it's like, what the hell? It's like that felt like it was an hour, and it oh, just good. flies by. Pacing is just. Cougar is amazing for like a million reasons. But he is a master of pacing. It's like, Jesus, man. How you can make a film that long just fly? Uh, like Peter Jackson with the Lord of the Rings films. Yeah, that's Not sure. so much with The Hobbit, but I mean, the Lord of the Rings films are long, but they never, even the extended ones that are like six days long, they never feel yeah. like that. Speaking you of know, Martin Freeman, I've actually never seen The Hobbit films intentionally. Well, you don't have to. <laughs> good choice. Yeah. yeah. And I, again, I like Martin good. Freeman a ton. For a yeah. lot of different reasons, a lot of different roles. So. The acting, the acting in those films is is fine, but they're just there should be a film, not three, you know, and that's where the problem starts. So anyway, yeah, well, I mean, Black Panther two, Wakanda Forever, which is kind of a long, cumbersome title, but that's the title. A Cumberbatch awesome title, movie. is that what you said? Hmm? It's a Cumberbatch. Are you trying to tell us that? Maybe. Yeah, it's really, really good. <laughs> And the mid-credit scene is really is uh, important in moving forward, which most Marvel most Marvel films have two post-credit scenes, as almost right, everyone right. listening to us knows. And one of them is kind of a throwaway. One of them is important. Well, there's only one in this one, so it's important. So, okay. Okay. Yeah. Cool. 
Because I know we'll, we'll look at it once the credit, credits start rolling. Because you have, you know, there's that app you can have. How many, blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm going to tell you this. And by you, I mean the five other people, if we're lucky, listening. It's me listening it's, to it five times. It's, and she, and I she love won't this get show. <laughs> and, she won't, and she won't get nominated. So it'll be a robbery when Angela Bassett is not nominated for Best Supporting Actress. That woman is a freaking force of nature. And, and this is the one yeah, thing. Yeah, because she's usually horrible. No. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, she's just kind of like, she's just like kind of window dressing. Um, and that's, <laughs> Lady cannot that was the one thing. <laughs> it's something that's never been said about Angela Bassett. <laughs> yeah, really. That's the one thing I wish there had been more of in the first Black Panther movie. The only thing I wish there had been had changed was more Angela Bassett. <clears throat> and instead of just kind of playing the mom, which was Sorry. what she was doing, right? I, I just got more cowbell in my hell in my head when you said that. <laughs> more cowbell. <laughs> what this Wakanda forever needs. She is, I mean, literally, she is a force of nature. It's like, <sighs> that's good. I'm looking forward I mean, to if, it now. If, if she had been, if she had been in Endgame, when 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 Cap is is tightening the strap on his broken shield, all they needed was for her to show up. It's like game over. <laughs> I mean, that's <clears throat> excuse me. That is the authority she carries. I, I still think Endgame. If Deadpool had been in it, he just would have killed everybody at the end. It didn't matter if you're good or bad. And Absolutely, that would have been the perfect ending. <laughs> well, Deadpool three is coming, so it is. I, I oh. see no reason for that not to happen. Speaking of Ryan Reynolds, we watched Spirited. Oh, how was it? How was it? Um, it was. We watched. If you have Apple TV, I'm not sure. If, that's right, how right. we watched it. So we didn't watch it on the big screen. It was. Yeah. Um, it was hit and miss. But I mean, it's... I was afraid of that. That's why I didn't watch it last night. I've got Apple TV. And and by the way, if you don't have Apple TV, there's a million streaming oh services. I get it. And Apple TV doesn't have a huge selection. But what they have, well, what they have exactly four four ninety. I mean, seriously, that's less than a. Cup I think of it's Starbucks. gone up. I think it's gone up, or it's going to go up, but it's not. Maybe. It's go up to six ninety nine. It's still not that expensive. It's still surprisingly. Expensive. I know. It's like, yeah, it's not a ton of stuff, but it's like if you have streaming services, it's like we assume you have Netflix because I mean, baby Jesus has Netflix. But uh, speaking Apple of Will TV Ferrell, is so worth it. <laughs> Will Ferrell, it's so worth it because they don't have a ton of stuff. Netflix throws stuff up against the wall and sees if it sticks. A lot of times it does, and they still take it down. I mean, it's bizarre. Yeah, it but, is. So Netflix has a lot of good content just because they produce tons of content and they buy tons of content. Apple is very selective, and I haven't watched everything on Apple by. Hell, no one has time even for that. But right. everything I've seen in Apple TV, literally everything I've seen in Apple TV, has at the very least been worth watching. Typically, I was like, oh my god, I'm so glad I watched this. Like, yeah, they um, Apple TV they, should kick us like 85 cents for this because I mean, seriously, it's a really, really good, great yeah, streaming Myth, service. Mythic Quest season three just came out. Um, have you see, watched I, Mythic I, Quest? I, see, I was just gonna say I haven't even watched Mythic Quest yet. It's, there's there's so much stuff to watch. I still haven't watched that, and then just there's um, so much content on there. So we're my, we are of course my um, female, hi Sony, watches Loot on Apple TV. Loves yeah, it. I've watched I, Loot. Haven't you haven't seen Loot either? It. I've seen the first episode of Loot, and it was it's like good. Oh it's God, really it's good. So good. Yeah, um, Rudolph is like, yeah, she's she's good in that. Um, there's so many. It's kind of like the supporting characters in that are 
really well done and well played that's, as well. That's one thing they're really good at that I've noticed that the shows they have on Apple is from what I've seen, again, I haven't seen a lot of them, but they seem like they're almost always ensemble pieces and brilliantly that's true. done. I hadn't thought about that. There's no. a, we have started watching the Charlie uh, Hunnam uh, one takes place. Yeah. And, um, and it, it was okay. But um, And we watch, of course, I watched the, the film with Ewan McGregor. And, um, so I still haven't watched that one yet. It's good. It's not. I'm going to watch that later today. They're so, it's so well acted, which goes without saying, right? Ethan Hawke and Ewan McGregor. But um, yeah. it's, it's. It, it, it makes choices. The film makes choices, especially later as you get in the film mm. that you don't expect, and that's good. But yeah, um, that's good. That's yeah, good. you should um, uh, Mythic Quest. You should watch because we are devotees of the. It's always something, guys, right? So we, <laughs> yeah. I think we've watched everything Rob McElhaney, and he's not actually in a ton of stuff because he chooses not to be. And then Glenn, Glenn Howerton, we like we've watched AP Bio, which I thought was funny. And then we watch all the the Charlie Day stuff, or most of the Charlie Day, because he's just in a lot more stuff. But this is, if you like gaming, I'm not a big gamer, but if you're interested in that kind of thing, and just am. the people, it's another I'm, ensemble. I'm playing piece. Raid Shadow Legends right now, actually. I'm just firing <laughs> that up. Uh, it's, it's another ensemble and, piece, and, but every character is extremely well played, ex- extremely well written. Um, and it's speaking of. Oh, I'm sorry. I was going to jump in just real fast. The, there's, there's, so there's, this is the third season. The second season has a COVID show, and it is brilliant. I mean, just because they, f- it's just, it's touching. There's one scene that's just Aww. phenomenal. Um, yeah, yeah, because they do. I mean, Megan Gans writes a lot of the shows. She writes a lot of It's Always Sunny, but she's written a lot of. Now she does, but she's um she writes she's written tons of community episodes. She's written a lot of comedy, um and she's really I'm good a, at what she sucker, does. So. I'm a sucker for touching things. Well, this is just that, because that it's actually terrible. the I'm a, I'm a sucker scene, for poignant. Scene, sorry, poignant. it was filmed during COVID. I'm gonna get this out. It was filmed during COVID, um and the scene that I'm talking about especially is it's really all of us. It's how we most of us felt yeah. during that time. So. I think it was real, as far as I could tell. So I'm sorry, I had to mute myself for a moment. Because um, when I said I'm a fan of touching things, it's like, yeah, this is not Nicky well, Who X. isn't a fan? I mean, especially, especially I'm a the young for. ones. I mean, by that, I mean, I mean the, the, the young ones, DVDs that I have. Um, yeah, the young ones. What a great show. But yeah, I, for, for things that genuinely convey commotion, Commotion. I'm a big sucker for those too. For movies yeah, I like and, and shows that genuinely convey emotion, not Hallmark shows, not half of Steven Spielberg's output, but genuine emotion is like, and that's why talking about Black Panther 2, Wakanda Forever, it's like right, a couple times I pause because just thinking about scenes is just sometimes can just be overwhelming. So I, hmm. I, I'm a major sucker for stuff like that that you know actually i mean at its best right entertainment sports can do that too right where it it represents the best of what we can be or what we can aspire to be when we see a guy like geno smith pick up his career from just oh i'm just gonna sit on the bench and not ever get my damn chance and do what he's doing this season 
throw a pick six and is like, well, okay. He's like, let me march my team down the field three times and put three this game away. He's like, yeah, it's just it's just amazing. That's what sports is about. That's what entertainment is about as its best. It's uplifting. It makes you feel like, wow, you know, this has been a crappy day, but look at my guys. Yeah. Look at that person on the screen. It's like, that's, that's what – you talking about, you know, that's one of the things I love about – I mean, I want the Seahawks to always want, but this – 2022 version of the team that's one of the things i love because there's so many great stories but you you think about the buccaneers seahawks game it it wasn't close but then you look at the final score or it shouldn't have been then you look at the final score and it was 21 to 16 and it was because gino wasn't gonna let that team stop fighting i mean he just was like we're just going right back we're just going right back exactly The, the seahawks were not basically they were not on the field for 50 minutes and then, and then it started clicking. And because Gino does not give up, it's like he may have that past time in his career. It's like he was with the Jets. It's like who wouldn't give up? Yep. And I'm not saying he did. It's like most of the time he didn't get the opportunity to try again. Yep. But it's like he is so obviously grateful. And the, and the other person who didn't give up in that game, and it's kind of a reverse what we saw early last year was Shane Waldron because. Yeah. How many times did we complain last year when we were doing this podcast or on the articles, 12thrising.com, is that, oh, he doesn't make change. But in this Buccaneers game, he came into yes. a game plan. It did not work. Their game plan, the way it was set up, wasn't right. good. It wasn't working. So he went in halftime, and fi- what did they come out? They came out and scored. It was just a field goal, but they came out and scored, drove down the field. We're going to yeah. throw the tight ends. They're not tight end, tight end, tight end, boom, and we're down the field. Because he he's changed. Done ama- he's done an yeah. amazing job this year of adjusting. He really has. You know, he's when he came into the season and into his career as the as the OC the last year, I expected really big. Most people expected really big things, big things, and we were disappointed. Obviously, he was more disappointed than anyone. I guarantee you, even more than Pete Carroll was. And you know, I don't remember if I wrote an article about it. I'm sure I did about it. It's like, okay, let's move on from this guy. Uh, we know th- probably hundreds of people wrote about it and talked about it, right? It's like, okay, clearly this isn't working. B. Carroll, again, sometimes it can be a flaw of his. <clears throat> Hello, Ken Norton Jr. But he, if if there's one quality for Pete other than optimism, um, <laughs> Jesus, he makes Rebecca of Sunnybrook Farm and Mary Poppins look like they're pessimists. Mm-hmm. He's like the, the classic optimist. He's loyal. It's like, you have He's to Ted Lasso. Have <laughs> you have to absolutely prove without a doubt to anybody on the planet that you're not going to get it done before he gives up on you. Yeah. You know, and he said, okay, like, like let's make some adjustments, whatever he said. He kept Shane Waldron, and Waldron has absolutely proven he was the right guy for the job. He might not be the right OC for any other team, and, and frankly, I don't care. I just want him to be the right OC. He's never going to be an OC again, that's for sure, because his next step is head coach. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Hey, speaking of uh, Apple TV again, you've seen Ted Lasso, right? I still haven't watched Ted Lasso. Oh, I know that's a, I know that's a crime that's against you. It is. It is a sin. Because um, he's an excellent actor. He is an excellent actor. Yeah, and but you know, when Sudeikis was coming up with the show and and the character, he one of the three mm-hmm. coaches he based Ted Lasso on was Pete Carroll. Did you know that? Well, I did not know that, but yeah, that, just from the clips I've seen, it's obvious. Yeah. And that's what Sudeikis <laughs> has said. He was like, yeah, Pete Carroll is one of the ones. And it's – yeah, you yeah. Get, you got to watch that. I mean, stop what you're doing uh-huh. right now. Go watch okay. Ted Lasso. I don't know what Let you're doing. Let me talk to you later. I'm going to cut this off. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, actually, I, I will because I'm meaning to get around to it. And, and you know how we've talked about this. It's like there's there's so many options for entertainment now. It's absolutely absurd. I mean, like I said before, I grew up because I'm I'm not sure if I ever grew up, but I aged. Let me put it that way. Uh, a long time ago, I began aging, and and we literally didn't even get ABC usually. We got NBC, hmm. CBS, and and some local channel on UHF. Google it. It's like you'll figure out what UHF is. You got the is. Weird Al show? <laughs> Almost. Uh, you know, and occasionally we go at ABC, and and my sister would be thrilled when ABC came in without too much snow because she could watch dark. She could watch Dark Shadows at four in the afternoon, which was on ABC. Uh, vividly remember that for some reason. Um, so not many options, and now there are. I mean, literally, there are thousands of options. And yeah. I don't mean shows. I mean channels full of hundreds of shows. So it's it's hard to make the time to catch up on everything, which is why there's thousands of podcasts and, and websites to help you figure out. It's like, oh, like, I should I watch this? Should I watch that? Yeah, I, I was sure. thinking about that, though, a couple of weeks ago. I was thinking because when I, when I was growing up, I mean, neither of us are in our 20s. But when I was growing up, we had, we had ABC, NBC. CBS and PBS, basically, mm-hmm. right? And PBS was like where you go to watch, I mean, lots of stuff, but Sesame Street and all that jazz. Reading Rainbow, yeah. Yeah, and then, but there were you were limited. Everybody was limited to what they yeah. they had. But now there's so much out there. But I'm thinking, there's so much just fantastic content. Just how think about how much we missed by having those yeah. channels limited at that time. I mean, now it's easier to make a show in a way because of mm-hmm. the technology but there right. are so many and in those those networks didn't take risk i mean mash was a risk right yeah. at that point and it's just it like i don't know anyway we're getting way off so that's that's basically our show it's a bye week so we had a little fun this week but next week tune in when hopefully the raiders have lost two straight i, I gotta say it I, I if russell wins one game this year i hope it's today versus the Raiders and Joshy Boy McDaniels. And then the Seahawks beat the Raiders next week. So anyway, that, that's our show. Thanks for listening. Why are you the worst? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.